step outside And our day would begin Cause we were boys and bars Shooting stars You are listening to the vocal stylings of the subject of today's show, Kevin Bacon. And Michael Bacon. <laughs> of the Bacon Brothers. I think we may be the only fans of the Bacon Brothers. I don't know. That, that Well, I mean, this is this album is the best of the Bacon Brothers. <laughs> they only had two albums, I thought. Oh, no, they had quite a few, I think. Oh, I, I only knew about two of them. They didn't hit it big till Four Soko. Four Soko was the first album. <laughs> little, little backstory, we all worked at the movie theater. Uh... Locally here, and this is like the mid '90s when this yeah. came out, and uh, well, late '90s. Yeah, and and we we were all walking around, and there was like the the music that would play in the theaters between movies, and this like song that you would just play came on, and it turns out that Kevin Bacon and his brother formed a band. Kevin Bacon and had a love of music, and they invented their own genre. Yeah, that's right. To talk about you know. Uh, Being pioneers. Yeah, pioneer. They, they they tried to start their own genre of music. They didn't just start a band. Folk, soul, rock, and country. It was a combination of all those things. Which, do you remember the AMs, the old names, the United Artists, like, voiceover guy talking about the Forosoka? Forosoka. You know what? That kind of sums up freaking uh, Bradley Cooper's type of music sound in A Star is Born. It honestly kind of sums up a lot of rock yeah. currently. So, we wouldn't have the Star is Born without... You're damn Bradley right. Yeah. He's a pioneer. I'm telling you, there, there's all these degrees between him and all these other things. Which, that was a, like... In the in high school, we used to play the bacon game for hours. Well, the other thing too is bacon. You and I actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Okay, I don't know if there was a. You and I went to House of Blues to watch. That was one of the best concerts. concerts. It it was, yeah. They they played really well. Poor his brother Michael Bacon had this beautiful cello cello solo where he was. Everybody was silent, and he had the cello, and he was playing, and eyes closed, nodding their head, and then. Some drunk asshole in the back of the bar yelled, Take off your clothes, wild things! <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell was he talking to? Kevin Bacon! Kevin Bacon looked like he was going to murder this fellow. <laughs> oh, because he was in Wild Things. And that was the same night I, I taught Kevin Bacon what to do with Mardi Gras beads. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Someone threw him a Mardi Gras bead, and he looked to the crowd, and I just went, Put it over your... And he went, Oh, thanks. And put so, it on... You threw him a bead, and... I did not throw him a bead. No, told someone... You told him what to do. With oh, you told him what to do. It was a good concert. It was a very good concert. And it was honestly a very good album. We used to jam to this riding around in your car. Yeah, in your Mazda. Yeah. So old ninety nine. So here we <laughs> That was a lot of fun and I also remember your changing of Christina Aguilera lyrics. Oh yeah. That was yeah. when you had too much to drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Jack Daniels would do that too. <laughs> so, so if if I bring a bottle of Jack Daniels, then we'll get you changing Christina Aguilera lyrics here? Live? I, mean, I, I wasn't very imaginative. It doesn't matter. No, but it was it was still hilarious because you were just so like yeah. I, I believe you, you, you were so I, sure of yourself. Yeah, that instead of genie in a bottle, it was genie in a slut bottle. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And the come 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 and let me out. The lyrics for that were all different. were vastly yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some Jack for Glenn next week. <laughs> but anyway, bring, bring uh, it to my bachelor party. There you go. Well, that, we gotta do it sooner because now I really want this to happen immediately. <laughs> but this is the second ever. Solo episode about one particular. We got a lot of good feedback about these Cage. sorts of episodes, so and it spawned us watching Nicolas Cage movies for months. That's true. I mean, maybe so this now, is the same for Kevin now. Bacon. We are on to Kevin Bacon. That's right. Tell us a little bit, Glenn, about Kevin Bacon. Kevin, He's an American treasure, yeah. first of all. That, yeah, Kevin that's true. Norwood Bacon was born on July eighth. That's his real name. Yeah, 
You think he's reading his bio? I'm just very I mean, his brother is Michael Bitter, the Bacon brother. Okay, I'm just making sure they didn't, you know. Yeah, Kevin Norwood Bacon was born on July 8th, 1958 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. To Ruth Hilda, who was an elementary school teacher, and Edmund Norman Bacon, who was an architect. And he was on the cover of Time magazine in 1964. His dad? Yes. Okay. Yep, yeah, and uh, his early training as an actor came from the Manning Street... And his debut, which we'll get to, uh, was a very popular movie for him to make a, an acting debut in. And he's a national treasure. He's done TV. He's done music. He's done movies. He's what? married to Kira Sedgwick. And um, a successful marriage. One yeah. of the most successful in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. And they were putting out videos together in, uh, during the quarantine? Like yeah, it's a, yeah. Just like a still just very happily married couple? Yeah. So, and... Um, as, as you heard, he's a he's, uh, he's Kevin Bacon. She's the closer. I mean, you know. Yeah. And, and he's, I will say, he, he doesn't seem, her. Man. He doesn't seem like he takes himself too seriously. Well, no, he's always naked. Well, no, I'm just saying he. he <laughs> Wait, when he, doesn't mean he doesn't. Well, that's He was thermally naked in Hollow Man. That's right. And uh, <laughs> no, you did see his ass in like regular when he when he was first getting on the bed, and he's like, "Ladies, this is science." <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm mean, just so, like he kind of one of his there. I think. The tour we went to wasn't it the no food jokes tour and like he, yeah he always kind of makes fun of himself and he, he cracks a lot of wise well you know <laughs> we, we picked cage because of his eccentricness and how fun he, he is as a artist we but picked kevin bacon for two reasons he does but I, I, one of the reasons i want to do it is he just seems like a great guy like i, I don't he, he's one of the people you don't hear bad shit about no well, the other thing... And I'd, everyone seems to love him. Well, make that three reasons then, because the other thing I was going to say was that we have the game that we used to play all the time, but also all of the bacon-related treats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about our, um, so, our meal. What did you, what'd you provide for us tonight? I provided... Um, first of all, shout-out to Johnsonville. That's a, that's a hell of a company. <laughs> hell of a company, man. They're sausages, they're brats, but they also have something I don't think a lot of people know about. They have brat burgers. And I only know of two different types. They've got the regular, which tastes just like a bratwurst, but they also got the regular with cheddar and bacon in it. So that's the ones I got. So I grilled some cheddar bacon brat burgers uh, with, you know, a big, big mound of bacon to top it off with. And it was good. It was good it was, thick cut bacon. Thick cut mm-hmm. bacon. Yeah. Um, and you got it good because it wasn't like burnt. It was still had a little chew it to it. Crisp. Dude, I, I can cook bacon really good. You're, you're a very good bacon chef. Um, do you grill it or do you bake it? Uh, I fry it in a pan. You fry it in a pan. Okay. Oh, use your air fryer. No, it's too. Me- that's too messy. Too messy. Uh, I do it all the time. And I mean, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it works. I think it'd be too messy though, because especially this bacon. This bacon had a lot of fat on it, and I. Yeah, full confession. I got. It was dangerous. I got hit in the eye with some grease. It See, was, that's why we. That's why I always bake it. it. It's worth it though. I feel like the taste is worth the suffering. I, I bake. I bake the bacon a lot too. But when you get the thick cut bacon, it takes forever to bake yeah. it. It takes like over an hour sometimes to do it. Well, that seems crazy. But anyway, and then uh, my you girlfriend, um, it, like when she heard about this episode, I told her about it. She made us these this delicious like I don't even is it like I don't know if it's like chocolate bacon bark or something. I oh, that's what I would call it. I forgot what it's, it's called. Like a chocolate. It's chocolate covered bacon. It's, it, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's delicious. It's fantastic. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, it's and she makes it like in an instant. It's incredible. I don't know how the hell who makes this cut type of instant deliciousness. She's like the Scarlet you're, Witch. She just <laughs> you're a doll and you spoil us. She's the Scarlet Witch of, of chocolate of bacon. Chocolate covered bacon. Yes. Crystal Vision. There you go. Oh Jesus. Um. So yeah, we got all that. Greg brought some kind of weird caramel popcorn with whiskey. No, it's uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's think of it as like fiddle faddle with bourbon. Fiddle and chocolate. What the hell is fiddle faddle? 
It's the same thing as like Crunch and Munch. What the fuck? Like, you don't know what Fiddle Faddle? I've never heard that before. It's like, it's like, in my yeah. life. Fiddle Faddle, Crunch and Munch. Of course, but never. It's, it's the same thing. Okay. Same company, I think, too. All right. I prefer. Fiddle. One has different types of nuts, I think. Oh. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, chocolate-covered Cracker Jacks. Yeah. So we got a bunch of bacon treats to talk about Kevin Bacon. We're real original. We should have probably went vegetarian just to... Vegan bacon? Vegan bacon. It's like a shoe sole? I actually, I actually in the Turkey preparation bacon. for this, I actually went over to the international food store that Greg's been to, and I was trying to get us a pack of the Irish bacon, which they were sold oh. out of. Why'd you tell all, Greg that? Now he's going to be dreaming. And they also have... Um, over in England, they have Walkers. It's kind of like their Lay's brand over there of like all the, the crisps they have. And they've got one of their flavors is smoky bacon, and it's actually really good. Okay. And I went over there also to see if they had those and <coughs> struck out on both of them. Yeah, their bacon in, in like Europe is different. What I mean, guess just in the yeah. UK. Well, they prepare it differently, too. Well, it's, it's, it's back bacon, so it's like thicker. Yeah. Almost like a little hand they, they call bacon that we have over here, they refer to over there streaky as bacon. streaky bacon. I saw this. Uh, I was listening to this podcast where this vegan was on it talking, and they were saying how um, – that we call things like meats not what they really are to distract from what we're actually doing. Like we don't call bacon pig flesh. We call it bacon because it sounds better. It makes us not think about the I fact mean, that we're eating an animal. Okay. Okay. I never, I never, I just thought it was We call it a hamburger. But it's from a cow. We don't say we're eating well, cow I mean, flesh. It's just. It, it's, in England they say beef burgers. Well. I thought that was an interesting turkey burger. I never thought of it that way before. I mean, I don't think that's why I do it. I, mean, I like, I remember when I was a kid. And I, I mean, that's just what it's. Called. I mean, it's called shawarma. I wouldn't say, oh, it's rotisserie chicken, cut and put on a pita. I think the the name you call it has more to do with like how it's prepared than anything else. Yeah. I don't really. I just thought it was an interesting point. It, it's well, they all, let's get into character. Yeah, they're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's bacon. Well, Whether it's turkey bacon or ham bacon or. Pig so bacon, whatever. we got a lot of bacon to talk about, mostly from Kevin. So, who wants? We're gonna we're gonna play uh, so a yeah, game. We actually got the idea to do this game on the show from the the Crystal. Before mentioned Crystal. Yeah, Vision. she she mentioned the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. She never heard of it. I explained it to her, and she as an idea, it's like, oh, you guys should do something like that on the podcast. And then next thing you know, we're like, oh, we just might as well do the whole episode about Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so we're Man's gonna play a, the game. Man's a national treasure. And we each supposedly have our own actor to connect to Kevin Bacon and we'll see if the rest of us can now, now for those listening if you're not familiar with the Kevin Bacon game and there might be people out there that don't know what this is yeah it is an older game yeah who wants to explain the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon so the idea is since he's been in a lot of different movies he's been exposed to a lot of different actors so you name an actor and you try to connect them to Kevin Bacon with less than six connections yeah and you can say person A was in such and such a movie with person B, who was in such and such a movie with person C, who was in such and such a movie with Kevin Bacon. And and this started in the 90s. There was a, a, a kind of a website called the Oracle of Bacon, and if you type in an actor, it'll do the quickest one. So um, if we want to, we'll do it ourselves, but then if we want to see how close we came to the absolute shortest version, we can I feel like we won't have a problem if we do it as a group. And I did, I did kind of look at the Oracle of Bacon thing a little bit, and I put in some different uh, different people, just some just random celebrities, when I put them in there. And a lot of, because I mean, because it can go with everything. Half of the movies are movies I've never even heard. And of. Well, some of the some, yeah. some of the actors I've never yeah. heard of too. Um. All right. So I'll I, I I'm gonna go with an audible on mine because the first one I went with, I, I I forgot some connection would really easy. So I'm gonna go with Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. Mama. From Saved by the Bell. Okay, I already got it. Go. 
Okay, Elizabeth Berkeley in Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino, <laughs> who was in Heat with Robert De Niro, who was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. That's exactly what I <laughs> did, too. So it was four. You did it in, in four. Well, let's consult the Oracle of Bacon. And My original choice was Zac Efron. Okay. But I forgot about he did the movie with De Niro. I actually, I had an original one, and I did it, and it took me almost, I think it was five. And I, I kind of went kind of obscure, I thought. And then I said it to my wife, who's usually not as good at these things. And I even said it to her as she was waking up, and she did it in three. So my original one, I was kind of just thinking about people, and I, I came across Alec Baldwin. And I was like, what if I did one of the Baldwin brothers? And I picked Daniel Baldwin. And, and uh, yeah. So yeah, and I was like, I had to think about it for a while. And I was like, the only thing I really know Daniel Baldwin from was vampires. In vampires. Yeah. And he was in that with... Uh, James, with James Woods, who was in The Hard Way with Michael J. Fox, who was in Back to the Future with Christopher Lloyd, who was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson, who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. And when I asked my wife this, she goes, well, he was in Attack of the 100-Foot Woman or whatever. 50-Foot, yeah. 50-Foot Woman with Daryl Hannah, and she was in terms of, I mean, she was in Steel Magnolias with Shirley MacLaine, who was in terms of Endearment with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> was, I was like, oh, you yeah. And then me. when he told me, I just said, well, James Woods was also in Casino with De Niro. Yeah. That's right. Who, who yep. In so, sleeper. That was, all right. So, the, all right. Consulting the Oracle of Bacon, Elizabeth Berkeley has a Bacon number of two because she was in the first Wives Club oh. with Marcia Gay Harden, who oh. was in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. Wow. See, okay, so we'll do this like with the because that was my official one, and we'll just go around with the official ones because that that's kind of cool because. Yeah. That was so much shorter than the my, one that we did. My official one that I decided to pick, I was actually about to go to bed and I wasn't thinking about it. And my wife is just flipping through the channels. And I'm one of the, I don't know whether it was TV Land or something like that, Designing Women was on. And I was like, Meshach Taylor. Oh, my God. So. Oh. Okay. Meshach Taylor. Let me think. That's Hollywood? Yeah. That's what, yeah. Because we're not doing any TV shows, which is what I saw him on. Right, but yeah. Know, but he, yeah. He was in Mannequin Man. with... Kim Cattrall is the first one that comes to my mind. He, yeah, um, she was in. Kim Cattrall. She. Uh, which is, uh, um, what's his name? The star of the movie too was uh, Andrew McCarthy. Mm-hmm. So let's see, Kim Cattrall and or Andrew McCarthy. Kim Cattrall. Um. Well, you said no TV shows. Sex and City did have a movie, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Kim Cattrall was in Star Trek VI with Christian Slater. That's Chris, a, Christian Slater was an interview with a vampire with Tom Cruise, who's in A Few Good Men <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. There you go. <laughs> Good. Wow. That's not what I had. And I, the, that, the two that I had started out with the same movie, went two different ways, and then immediately came right back together, which was Mannequin. Kim Cattrall was in... Uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China with Kurt Russell, who was in Three Thousand Miles to Graceland with Kevin Costner, who was in JFK. But you can also go in Mannequin. You can also go James Spader, who was oh, in that's right. who was in Stargate with Kurt Russell, and then you can go right back. To and I forgot Sarah Jessica Parker was in Footloose. Oh yeah, there you go. All right, so let's see. Meshack Taylor. How do you spell that? M I. I think it's you spell it A W E S O M E. I think it's M E S H A C H. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, that's not right. M e s h a c h. M e c s h. M e s h a c h. A. Me Shack, baby me Shack. M e s h Taylor. 
A-C. Yep, that's right. T-A-Y-L-O-R. Mannequin is not even a guilty pleasure. Right. It's just a pleasure. It's Okay. I even used to kind of like the second one. Just cause I, I never had, did see the I second one. I thing for Christy Swanson until I can get that. crazy recently. Yeah. Meshach Taylor was in Warning Sign. Jesus, I don't even know what that is. With Kim, with Kathleen Quinlan, who was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Wow. Good Lord. Jesus. That website's brutal. <laughs> All right, so, so we did half of them. So we'll, let's, we'll let's, wait. let's do the other half later and let's... So you want to start going through his career? Yeah, let's start. Dun, dun, All right, dun, dun. so... You want to do the career? Or you I mean, I got it pulled up okay. if you want. All right, so I guess we'll... keep track? Yeah, because yeah, I don't have... John, you were, you were look, talking to Glenn and grabbing your iPad as though it were made of Braille and you were trying to read. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's, it's not made of Braille. No, it, it's I don't have that. some kind of awesome iPad. Yeah. So, all right, well, I guess we'll start in 1978, year I was born... Um, he played <coughs> Chip Diller in National Lampoon's Animal House. Oh my God! Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's his first movie. Please, sir, can I have another? Yeah. That was yeah. That was his oh, first yeah. movie. Was Animal House. Well, that's a major W, and he actually has quite a few lines in that. It's not just some like Nicolas Cage and Fast Times Regiment right. High thing. Right. I mean, he was actually a, a part in the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. So I think that's a W. <coughs> um, can anyone listen to "Don't Know Much About History" without thinking about nope. that scene? <laughs> no. And so, it's also funny because my, my daughter's absolute favorite stuffed animal is a little otter, who she just calls otter. And my, my, my dad kept on saying, what's his real name? And I was like, Eric Stratton. And they're like, what? I'm like, never mind. So, so talk about hitting it big right off the bat. The next movie that kind of he had a major part in was in 1980 where he played Jack in Friday the 13th. Oh, God. Yeah, he got an arrow through his throat. Arrow through the throat. That's a, that's a win. That's a major I, I win. that's a big win. That's, I also love the, the little tidbit that the little, in, in Scream when they talk about who's the killer in Friday the 13th. And yeah. everybody screams, Jason! Jason. It's not. It's not. No. It's, it's Jason's it's mother. That's right. Yeah. See, apparently he did 10 episodes of The Guiding Light. Um, something called 40 Deuce. 40 that's, pieces that's, of shit? I was going to say 40 separate shows. All right, so here we go. 1984. Man, this Impressive. 1984, he played Ren in a little film called Footloose. That's such a great movie. You know, and I said I would mention this on air when I told Sandra we were doing this. And I said, so when I say Kevin Bacon, what's the first thing you think of? And without batting an eye, she said Footloose. Funnily enough, though, I did not even, I didn't see Footloose until probably five years ago. Because didn't like he... What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think Kevin Bacon? That's a good question. Let's go with the song. Let's go. It's Star Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I think it's, it might be Star I, I guess before that came out, I wasn't a, I guess I, I, I wasn't a big Kevin Bacon fan. And then I've gone back and seen much more. The reason stuff. why I, I kind of agree with what you're saying is because that movie really showcased how good he is. Yeah. Because there, mo- there are parts of that movie where it's really funny, really scary. And then at the same time, there's scenes that are really serious. And he really, sh- like, especially that, we laugh about that, that backyard scene where he's, right. but like, when he gets really emotional with his wife about what he's doing, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, that and honestly, the, the next one, which we'll probably get to soon, it's another early one, is uh, I love Flatliners. That's a great movie. I They screwed up the remake so bad. And that was a good one to remake, too. I, I thought but, they... But we'll get to that one in a, in a few minutes, probably. So Footloose, W? That's a big W. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, something called Quicksilver? No. Whitewater Summer? Don't know it. Don't know it. All right, here we go. 1987, he played Taxi Racer in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 
All right, full disclosure, I know I saw that movie. I think I, I don't remember it, him. But I, don't, I, I, don't, I remember really liking it, but I don't, I don't remember him in it. Taxi yeah. Racer. Don't know it. No? So, you just want to skip it then? I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but I don't know if it's... Be, like, it's not because of him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, that was a John Hughes film, and the next year, 1988, he starred in a very, I thought, like a very good John Hughes movie called She's Having a Baby. That's a great movie. That's not a great movie. I've never seen that. It's so it's, underrated yeah. and so hilarious. And it's a very different for John Hughes movie. Yes. And very, very funny. Can't recommend that one enough if you haven't seen it. All right. So the year after that, which this is another one that he played Nick Chapman in The Big Picture. Anyone see that? I, I remember I've seeing not that. seen it. I no. saw it once. Him and Michael McKean. Yeah, it's like a Hollywood. He's like a an up and coming. Is he a director or a screenwriter? Something, or something. like that. It, it, it's it's funny. I remember liking it, but it's been years since yeah. I've seen it. So I give that. I'd give that a. a dozen. I will as well. So excuse me while I eat Doritos. No problem. A little ASMR for you guys. <laughs> there we go. We're into nineteen ninety. He had two films that I think everyone has seen. The first one, he played Valentine McKee in Tremors. Oh, my God. That that might be what I think of when I think of him. Because of those stupid commercials on TBS saying that they're going to bring home the bacon. <laughs> and funny enough, the exact same year, he played David in Flatliners. Which, let's talk about Flatliners. Might be Joel Schumacher's best film. I would not disagree with might that. Might be his best film. Not Batman Forever? I like Batman Forever. But it's not flatliners. Did anybody have flatliner nipples on their <laughs> And and can we just talk for a quick second about Kiefer Sutherland's performance in that Which, movie? Kiefer Sutherland's actually been in two movies with Kevin Bacon because he was also in a few good men. That is true. But um, if you have not seen Flatliners, go out of your way to watch this movie. Uh, yeah, it's what it's the two of them: Julie Roberts, Oliver Platt, and yes, Dan, uh, William Baldwin. William Baldwin. William Baldwin. It's just about a group of medical students. Kiefer yeah. Sutherland's one who started it, where. His plan is just, look, I'm going to die. You guys bring me back, and I'm going to talk about what, what's beyond death. And they all decide to try and do the same thing and go longer. They're one-upping how long the flatline. How long the flatline. Flat and basically, in a supernatural way, they end up physically manifesting the sins of their past that they bring back with them from the netherworld, which is like really creepy and really gets in your head and... It's really good. And the way Joel Schumacher directed it, where they're yes. all medical students, but then, it's all grimy. Yeah, and, and then, like, and the, they're because... they in these warehouses. Right, and, and they, they're in, like, these weird little, like, places with... It's almost like a like an art house that they're, they're right. sneaking into to do this stuff. It's really good. Check it out. Okay, so the next year, 1991, he played Willie O'Keefe in a little movie major, called JFK. Major W. People got to know why he was killed. Back I'm, to the left. I mean, these these movies. The, this is still early in his career, and I mean, in he, this one, he played a, a a homosexual prostitute who gets sent to jail, and his interaction with Kevin Costner. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> very very good movie. Bit, yeah, big W. So here we go. The year after that, <coughs> he played Captain Jack Ross in A Few Good Men. Oh my God, Jesus. Great. <laughs> I, I feel like like I thought we'd have some like random crap in the middle of all this. But I mean, a lot of times that's also why I find it hard to when you say what, what do you think of when you think of Kevin Bacon because so many of these movies are so good. But when I think of the movie, I don't think of him straight away. He's in it and he's great in it. But I mean, I think when I think of Few Good Men, I think either Jack Nicholson or Tom Cruise. Uh, and I mean JFK, more. I think yeah. I mean, or I think of Kevin Costner and JFK. I mean, that's a testament to his, you know, being an awesome. And like, dude. And, like and like what Ryan just said about Flatline, you immediately think of Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. 
You're but. a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines in A Few Good Men. But the way he carried himself in that movie was so, like, regal. and Yes. And, like, you could tell, like, that even though... I, just from being around a lot of courtrooms, like, even though they were on opposite sides, they really respected each other, and mm-hmm. stuff, which I thought was really cool. All right, so 1994, he played Jimmy Dolan in The Air Up There. Okay. I've never seen this. It's... It was when Disney was starting to go with that those lighthearted live action movies. It was not a good movie. It was not. It was I wanted to like it. I remember. It's, I remember. It's, it had good trailers. I remember. It had very good oh, trailers. We, we, we lose on I, I'm, I'm reluctantly putting an L. Yeah. It's a harmless movie, but it wasn't good. I mean, if you look at what we've had so far, this is definitely a. It's I not, mean, I gotta tell you, if he would have stopped his career right here, with that being his worst movie, that's an, that's unbelievable. Well, here we go. Also in 1994, he played Wade in The River Wild. Okay, I enjoyed this movie. It's not what I would call a great movie by any stretch, but as a, you know, a, a you know... A, mid-ni- a mid-90s adventure I film. I enjoyed it when it came out. Yeah. And, I mean... I watched it then. I haven't watched it since. I also right. liked how it was just unique. You never saw this type of thing with, you know, the, you know, trying to escape through the rapids and these criminals trying to get away. They kidnapped this family that can get them to where they got to go on the rapids. I just thought it was unique. So I liked it. I'd give that one a W. Yeah, me too. So here we go. 1995. He had a pretty big year. So I guess we'll start with he played Henry Young in Murder in the First. Okay, now, the movie itself is okay. His This might be his best acting performance he's ever done. Was he nominated for he an Oscar? Was a nomin- yeah. He was nominated for an Oscar for this. Because it's all about he was in Alcatraz and they kept him in solitary confinement. And he was from, innocent. The whole yeah, time. yeah, and pretty much it drove him insane. Yeah, it, it's a phenomenal performance. Yeah, I, I would say I'd give it a W. Major W for yeah. his performance. Yeah. Also that year, he played Jack Swigert in Apollo Thirteen. I mean, do we even have to? I mean, <laughs> which a funny story about this movie. Sandra, who teaches history, she teaches about Apollo Thirteen, and she's. Wanted to show this movie to her students, but she can't because of the one scene of him in the shower with the woman at the beginning of the movie. What? <laughs> because it's she teaches at a Catholic school and he's having sex out of wedlock, I guess. Well, they don't, they don't really have the sex; they're just cleaning off. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they, they finish having sex. Yeah, they, they, they finish. If Sandra can't ask him if she can just fast forward that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, is it like is it like the opening scene of the movie? No, no it's later on when okay. it's after when Gary Sinise has the measles, or it's supposed. Or to he's be. supposed to get the measles. Perhaps Gary Sinise. Yeah, because yeah, when he answers the phone, that's what he's in his towel, and he's like, "Wow, this is not my fault." <laughs> that was a man. That's a good movie. So, all right, 1996, he played Noakes in Sleepers. <laughs> That's a very underrated movie, in my opinion. That's a hard movie to watch. It's pretty it's good. messed up. It is, but I mean, it's it's a hard movie to watch. The first half of it's a hard movie to watch. The second half of it is all the you know what revenge my fa- from the... And my part. favorite part of that movie is when, like, he gets confronted, and, like, it's all quiet, and they're just looking at each other, and he just starts eating. He's like, okay, good. You know, he's like, like, what you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? It's, it's a... I expected more, but I feel like that's a movie I should revisit. Because I agree with you, like, the cast made me think it was going to be... Although it did have the, the kiss of death of Jason Patrick, who just... Whatever movie he's in, the movie just does not do well, except The Lost Boys. I've, uh, <laughs> I've never seen it. Sleepers? Sleepers? Really never seen it. When you see the cast, you'll be amazed. Oh, no, I've seen the cast. Yeah. It's one of those things when we work in a blockbuster, I rented it almost, like, every week for, like, a month. 
Well, it you know the subject matter makes it kind of hard for you to want to. I feel like I'm watching a movie about you know child abuse, but it's worth it if you can get past the beginning part because after the beginning part, it's just a revenge movie, which yeah. everybody wants a good revenge. Yeah. And it's got like a good courtroom movie too. It's yeah, that's true. Dustin yeah. Hoffman. I always like I always forget Dustin Hoffman's in it, and then how good he is when he is in it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's okay. All right, so 1997, again, another next year. Um, he played Sam in Picture Perfect opposite Jennifer Aniston. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> it opened the same day as Spawn. No, that that movie... It's better than Spawn. That's, that, a, that's a good, like, rating. Th- that movie is a paint-by-numbers little romantic comedy, but it's sort of delightful. I kind of really liked it. He's uh, funny in it, and Jay Moore's really good in it. I kind of like the fact that, I enjoy like, it. He, he keeps rejecting Jennifer Aniston in the film because he doesn't think she's dirty enough for him, <laughs> which I just found to be unique in a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I can't give it a W because I, I remember watching it not really like thinking it was great. I'm going to go L. All right, so I listen. I mean, it was commercially not successful. Right. The, the, here's what I'm, here's where my mind's at right now. Um, I recently listened to Matthew McConaughey's autobiography and the way he described why his uh, rom-coms were so successful was... It was a fun thing that people can kind of forget about their daily lives, and he's like, it's a paint-by-numbers thing, but it brings people joy. And I remember watching this, and I don't know, we might have screened it the same day we seen we did Spawn, and I, I didn't mind it. So, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with well, it in an L. No, I mean, I think you, I'd give it, I'd give it a W, but a lowercase. Well, w. it's a John. Did you see it? Yeah. I mean, we can vote. I don't. I have no problem with if, if it wins. I was to give it a win. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, so there'll be a draw. So, so there'll be, be a draw. draw. It'll be a draw. So, so there you go. Okay. Right, so I mean, it was it was the best movie that came out that weekend. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. Which was surprising because I really had high hopes for Spawn. My sister to this day will not let me live down making her go see Spawn with me. Well, it, that's an important superhero for a lot of people. But all right. So did anyone see Digging to China or Telling Lies in America? No. Oh. Right. No. 1998, he played Ray Ducat in Wild Things. Well, that's a big W for me. Talk about a guilty pleasure movie. Well, that knew it was a guilty pleasure. Yeah, movie. it was a satire. It wasn't? was hilarious, and you get to see his cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> his bacon burger dog. <laughs> so bacon burger dog. So, so, so you guys, you guys so, didn't get to see so, John. So, so how thick John choked on his on his truly is a yeah. It's a yeah. It's a, his it's hard a truly, seltzer. It's a truly, truly pineapple. <laughs> how is that? John Spittick. <laughs> He's a spitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, that movie's... Uh, you get to see uh, Nev Campbell make out with Denise Richards. And I'm that, all for that. And then, spoiler alert, Bill Murray is behind the I was, thing. I was about to say, Bill Murray is so hilarious in that yeah. movie. Are you brain dead from <laughs> sniffing swamp gas or whatever the fuck the line was? Oh, she's such a bad actress, but she was so hot back in the- My favorite line, you skanky bitch, as she throws like some shit at, at her in court. It's just such a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would say... I'd say win. Yeah, I'd say win. All right, 1999, here we go. He played Tom in Stir of Echoes. Oh. So this, this is a massive W. So this movie means a lot. I don't know how the hell it became part of our little group, like our cult group. All right, so first, I think the reason this wasn't as commercially successful, and this is not this movie's fault. Let me see if you're going to say the same thing I'm thinking. It came out 
almost immediately after the success. That's exactly right. I told because my girlfriend Crystal hasn't seen it yet, and she's like, "How have I not heard about it?" I was like, "Because it literally came out right when the Sixth Sense came out, and the Sixth Sense just happened to open first. And they're very similar, and everyone forgot about this movie and just ignored it. And it's a it's a masterpiece. In it's my a mind. shame that they did that. I, I mean, I, I mean, really it did spawn like three or four sequels, like the straight to video. Sequels. But I mean, still, it meant that it had a cult following that the, it, it it garnered sequels. Right. So it was Kevin Bacon, um, Ileana Douglas, Kevin Dunn. I mean, I had a lot of um, kind of uh, character actors were in it, and a lot of great moments in this movie. Yeah, if you, this movie. If you, if you don't know this, and I'm not surprised if you don't. I mean, he basically gets hypnotized and he starts seeing this ghost. There's a lot of reasons why this movie means a lot to us because as working at the movie theater. We mentioned uh, this game room attendant um, friend of ours. With named, the heart of gold. Who we all love named Jeff, who went into the... He used to go into the movies occasionally when there was nothing going on and watch them. And he claims... Well, we found him, didn't we? Oh, yeah. He was laying on the floor. The movie was over. Yeah, movie. people were stepping over. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he went into Stir of Echoes, and he claimed the movie hypnotized him, and he passed out on there, the floor. There's a scene, if you haven't seen the movie, there's a scene where Kevin Bacon which gets hypnotized. I actually, which I actually read something about this movie, and he might not be wrong, because if you remember the scene when they hypnotize him, yeah. at the end, there's like a very high shriek like violin note or whatever, like, when, like a scary right. thing. They put that in there because apparently the method they were using is actual with hypnotists used, and people were starting to drift off and go go under while that's, they were making the movie. That's awesome. So that's why they put this like shrieking like note to wake people that's up. That's so awesome. It's a great, great movie, and that we watched so many times drinking. Oh yeah, and again, I'm I'm with you. If I ever meet Kevin Bacon. I want to ask him because there's a scene where he's digging in his backyard and he has this meltdown and like you said it's an amazing performance and he kicks this kicks bucket, bucket and it flies and it breaks a window that might be what one foot by one foot yeah it's, it's a little it's a small bucket and the window is no bigger than the bucket is and it just hits it exactly <laughs> and breaks it and it happens so fast and it was like like he didn't even react to it I know it couldn't have been planned so how in the hell. Did they just? Did he not react? I don't. I mean, it's like watching that movie. Like Lionel Messi is probably like, man, that's a good shot. Right. And I think to to this day, you still laugh, Glenn. The scene when he's like he's digging, and <laughs> he brings out this hose and he's spraying the the ground, and his wife comes out. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm supposed to dig." And she's like, "What are you? Why are you digging?" And he's like, or "She's like, well, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, water softens up the dirt." And I said that to Sandra when we were making our little garden. <laughs> <laughs> The way he just nonchalantly answers that in that scene is so hilarious. And for some reason, the guy, the the actor that plays the guy that's like his landlord, when he's got the jackhammer, and he's like, oh, come on, it's a rented house. Yeah. Go out of your way to find Stir of Echoes. Yes. So the year after that, two th the year 2000. Well, oh, we get new decade, so we new, de new, yeah. new millennium. Here, millennium. So. Robbie Williams. All right. <laughs> well, we could do mine. All right, let's do Let's, let's do, do Greg. Mine is William Shatner. He was in. Well, we just said we just linked Kim Control, right? That's right. So there you go. He was in Star Trek: Six. The Undiscovered Country with Kim Control. Who <laughs> was in Mannequin? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? How did we get Sarah Jessica Parker was in Footloose? Okay, so Kim Control was in Sex and the City with, with Sarah the Jessica Sex Parker. Any movie with Sex and she was in. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do you want to do it without using Star Trek Sex, man? Okay. Um, so I could tell you there's there's. A, when I researched this, I know what the connection is with two. Okay, so Shatner was also in 
miscongeniality with Sandra Bullock, Bullock, who is in um, what's the the Matthew McConaughey uh, a time to time kill. to kill with Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland, who was in who was in either good, Flatliners good men or, or Flatliners with Kevin Bacon. What did you come up with as your answer? <clears throat> William Shatner was in Loaded Weapon 1. Oh, my God. Nice, with Greg. Denise Richards, who was in nice. Wild Things with Kevin Bacon. Nice, Greg. You know what? You might have you you might, you might won. Let me, let me that. See. I don't even remember Denise Richards being in Loaded Weapon 1. I think it was. I don't think she was credited. Was that, is that going to matter with that thing? Because Christian Slater, I don't know what was credited in that Star Trek movie. And he's in it. Well, I mean, if he's on IMDb. Okay. So let's see what we got. Yeah, they usually put them on IMDb and it just says uncredited next to them. The Great National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. All right, well, wow. So it says William Shatner was in Loaded Weapon 1 with J.T. Walsh, who oh. was in A Few Good Men. So the same oh, way. He, he did the same. It was still two. So, yeah, Greg beat the website. But also, oh, here's another one. And we also know you didn't cheat it. Well, because... Yeah, William Shatner was in Miss Congeniality with Candace Bergen, who was in Starting Over with Kevin well, Bacon. I don't know Starting Over. I don't know what that is either. Nice job, Greg. Good job. Well done. You, you, you win the night so far. Yeah. Do, do, do we have to hang with Kevin Bacon now? Yeah, right. No, but you get to eat a whole bunch of bacon here. All right, Glenn, I'll take yours. it. Done. All right. Um, mine is Mr. Scott Bakula. Ooh. Okay. Man, he hasn't done a lot of movies. Necessary Roughness is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> but only, only so I only know Sinbad. <laughs> who else was in that movie? Uh, Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland, who was in National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's not where I was. I haven't typed this in, but that's not where. All right, so is that where y'all going? I mean, that, that's the answer. I mean, that, that's one answer. So, again, we still. Okay. Well, it was. So. Greg's going to kick himself when I say what I, what I, I, I I'm pretty sure that I will. I always do that. I always think of like, I overthink it. Um, that doesn't sound like you. No. <laughs> Scott Bakula was in American Beauty with <sighs> Kevin Spacey, who is in uh, The Usual Suspects with Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock was in A Few Good Men. There you go. That's yeah. But that was more than. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Um, no, so when we did the thing with Loaded Weapon. It was just Scott Bakula was in Necessary Roughness with Kathy, Kathy Ireland, Ireland, who was in Loaded Weapon with William Shatner, or Denise Richards. Denise Richards, yeah. And then you got so all things. Definitely, Greg won the the Six Degrees yeah. competition. Let's see what um, the Oracle has to say on Scott Bakula. Apparently, star of yeah. NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I've met him a couple times. I've heard that. I want to meet him. Um, he was in. My Family, Scott Bakula. Never heard of it. With that. Mary Steenburgen, who's an end of the line with Kevin Bacon. Be familiar. <laughs> the things oh. I'm going to do for my country. <laughs> yeah, that's... Because um, you can play it'll... Yeah, I don't know any of these other... So if you want to play this kind of game... He was, Scott Bakula was in something called Net Force with Xander Berkeley, who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. The Oracle of is Bacon is, is the website. If you guys want to play Oracle this, of Bacon. If you want to play this game when you're on like road trips and stuff. Yeah. Now we're heading into the uh, new millennium. So the the year two thousand. In the year two thousand. <laughs> Which is 
<laughs> that was always one of my favorite. I always loved when he did that with Mr. T. Yeah. Which I think he only maybe only did the once, but it was yeah. great. So in the year 2000, he played Jack Morris in My Dog Skip. Got to tell you, I've never seen that movie. Never seen it either. I remember seeing the trailer, and I just wasn't interested. Never saw it. Right. So I guess we'll... I ain't seen it. We're going to skip My Dog Skip. <laughs> but I'm bumped. All right. Also, let's see if any of us have seen this. In the year 2000, he played Sebastian Kane in Hollow Man. Oh. Consi- so considering have- he's invisible, I've seen it. I mean, so, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's a major victory for me. I love that movie. So so I'm just going to surmise this movie as a small child that I saw leaving the theater. It about this man. He turned clear. <laughs> and he not nice. Um Accurate. I really like this movie. Yeah, so Tim and Elizabeth Chew. It's a basically Invisible Man movie. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. I mean, is it good? Probably not. But I Kim still Dickens. loved it. Kim Dickens. Yeah, I was about to say Kim Dickens is in it. Yeah. Well, it's one of those movies where like. Greg Grumberg. Yeah. And, For what um, it is, it's very good. And the the girl did Laura Croft. The Laura Croft girl. I have yeah. a serious problem with the fact that you guys have not named the most important actor who's in this film yet. Kevin Bacon's the most important actor. No, it'd be William Devane. Oh. <laughs> I kind of forgot he's in it. Yeah, that's right. He got drowned in a pool. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Why didn't you throw him out for six degrees of Kevin Bacon? He should be one. Hollow <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, right. I'm, y'all, y'all, might have, y'all might have forgot he was in that movie. Who I, I did forget yeah. he was in that movie. Huh. There you go. Wow. That's a major win. Yeah, yeah. It's a great little... Just because he got to hang out with Willem Devane? Oh, I mean, it's a win for all of us. Oh, of, of, of Knott's Landing? Yeah, and you, and you get to see his... Um, uh, like if, if the predator saw him naked, that's how you yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they come walking around. That's exactly right. So okay. you are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't say that to Kevin. <laughs> that's right. You are um, one gorgeous motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Anyone see 2002's Trapped with Charlize Theron? Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, so here we go. Tell us about it. That's Trapped. with um. He played. He played Hickey. Who's that? That guy who was in Queen of the Damned is in it. I think. Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend isn't he in it? I believe he is. So, yeah, so is Courtney yeah. Love. He was almost Aragorn. Um, from what I remember, Trapped, I thought it, he played Hickey, two thousand two. I thought it was okay. I don't remember the details of it. I would probably give it a W, on the fence. I don't remember it that clearly. It's not a movie give I've seen a, more than once. Seen it, so give it a draw if you're not sure. I'll give it a draw. Draw it. I only saw it once. So here we go, two thousand three. Talking about a funny movie. He played Sean Devane in Mystic River. Ooh. Oh man, okay, that's, that's a, a major win. That's yeah. a very, very good movie. It is. It is. It's just that that movie from top to bottom is just oh god, what a fucking great movie. Well, you that think was the first thing I saw Emmy Rossman. Really? I think so. You think it can't get more depressing than the beginning, but Sean Penn's is it my daughter? Yeah, that then, that's yeah. like it, it. Like he got the Oscar for that movie, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Then you got the Tim Which Robbins. Every thing oh god, oh, Tim Robbins uh, throughout that entire film. All right. They all should just fucking give him all got awards. Kevin Bacon and Lawrence Fishburne were like the the two cops, two like straight narrow cops. Did Marsha K. Harden win an Oscar for that? Too? I know she was nominated. I don't know if she won. I believe she might have. I don't know if she won or not. She was definitely nominated. She was really good at that too. All right, so that was 2003. 2004, all right, I never saw this. Let's see if y'all did, because I know there's a lot of acclaim about this movie. He played a character named Walter in The Woodsman. I never heard of that. I didn't know. Where he played, I want to say he was some sort of a, a, he was a pedophile who had done his time, and he was, like, trying to go back to his, like, hometown or something like that. Did he have to go door to door and tell everyone he's a pederast? That's it's a spinoff of that. Oh, and he he's he co-starred with Kira Sedgwick in it. Yeah, a child molester returns to his hometown after twelve years in prison. What's a pederast? 
It also starred David Allen Greer. But Life does not stop and start. What kind of a weird cast? David Allen Greer and his wife about him being a pedophile. <laughs> so, um, see, two thousand five, he was in something called Lover Boy. No, I don't. All right, how about um, two thousand five? He was he started alongside Queen Latifah in Beauty Shop. Anyone see Beauty Shop? Beauty Shop was actually pretty good. He played George. He has like a competing hair salon. He was a hairstylist. That man could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like she, there was like the the salon he, she was battling. Against, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He does have like a lot of different hairstyles in all his movies. Yeah. It, it was a solid film. Give it a w? I'd give it a W. Oh, right. Nice. All right. Anyone see where the truth lies? Is that the one where he goes around um, with the the kid from like? It's bringing and, the kid the body from uh, uh, Tim and Colin Firth. He's Al- bringing the, the body. Allison Lohman. I think he's going around the country. Like it has to do with like the like the Iraq War. I think. No, this is uh, Karen O'Connor, a young journalist known for her celebrity profiles, is consumed with discovering the truth behind a long buried incident that affected the lives and careers of a showbiz team. Yeah, That's I think not. you're thinking of Messenger. No, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. All right. Apparently, I never saw it. He played himself in Will and Grace after that. Oh, well, that'd be a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Footnote. Uh, the Air I Breathe. Anyone see that? No. Sounds familiar. All right. I actually saw it in 2007. He played Nick Hume in Death Sentence. What's that? Didn't see that. It was like a vigilante movie. I want to say his kid. Uh, he was. It's almost like the. What's the Michael Douglas movie? Um, Falling, Falling Down. Down. It's kind of similar to that. It's him and John Goodman and Kelly Preston. Now, at some point around here, he did that TV show that is really good, which we're not going to hear. The Following, which the first season was great. Yeah, it's it's a very violent, kind of bloody movie. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I think I might actually give it a. It's an L? I'd give it an L. All right. Okay. Um, Rails and Ties? I don't know what that is. All right, here we go, Greg. This one's for you. In 2008, he played Jack Brennan in Frost Nixon. Um, That's a win. <laughs> that's all Greg has to say about that. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, Frost Nixon's a great movie. Like, I remember it was the last uh, movie at the Oscar showcase that year, and at the end of it, we just we wanted to go get a cheeseburger. Yep. But um, And that's another one with a, a huge cast. That Yeah, in. it's a W. Yeah. All right, 2009, I think this might be the one you were thinking of. He played Lieutenant Colonel Mike Strobel in Taking Chance. That's the one where he's taking the body around. around. Yeah, he's trying to bring the fallen soldier back home. I watched a little bit of it on HBO. It's really depressing. And it's not a spinoff of Artari. <laughs> oh. Someone kidnapped Chance Boudreau. His mama took one. I mean, from what I saw, it was good. I just, It was very depressing. It's, it's a hard movie to watch, yeah. but it's a good performance. Hard so you know, Target is, is five bucks right now on uh, the iTunes. That's, that's overpaid. We gotta get it twice then. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I would give take. I would a give it a w. w. Yeah. Um. So, Beyond All Boundaries, the movie at the World War Two Museum. Uh, uh, that's a massive win if we're counting it. Are, are, are we counting won? that? What the hell is he? He he was the he voiced Robert Sherrard, the Time Magazine correspondent. Okay. There are that entire like. Have you guys all seen that? Yeah, I saw it on my birthday. A couple in, of, in fact, the I year saw, before our quarantine. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit, in fact, true, yeah. I saw it two weeks ago when me and Sandra took our yeah, little. Yeah, I, I go every time I go. I, I, I feel I need to change it. it around a little bit. I mean, it's it's kind of weird because when it starts, you don't realize how old it did, is until Tom Hanks walks out, and you're like, man, yeah. he, he looks young. Did did they do the snow when you guys went? Yeah, because they did the when I when I took the uh, the family last time, they didn't. Oh yeah, they did it. I mean, they, they filmed it in two thousand. It came out in two thousand nine. Yeah, they got to update that shit. What was the uh, the temporary exhibit? 
Uh, it was something. Oh, oh it was something. Uh, it was like sketches in, um, uh, like uh, bunkers or something okay. like that. That's yeah. that's one of the things. The last time we went, it was the, uh, like the the fake stuff that they used to like make to distract the, the yeah. different armies. What's one thing I will say about the World War Two Museum though? Like, you can go like every six months and find. Yeah, I still get there. emails from them about. I mean, we went that we stayed at the hotel. The hotel was amazing. It's awesome. I want to stay at the hotel. It's it's yeah it's great it's it's very subtle too because you'd think like a World War Two themed hotel could very easily go into like cheesy kind of thing and it's not it's very uh, tastefully done. Was it expensive? It wasn't when we went because we actually got a deal because um, when the lockdown happened we were on the mailing list and they sent this thing out when the lockdown happened they said they were trying to generate revenue so they basically said um, if you want to book. It was something like $75 a night. Oh, that's for, cheap. And for a room and two tickets to the museum. But you just have to wait till everything reopens before you choose your dates. So we just went ahead and booked two nights. And um, we were going to originally go for Sandra's birthday. But then we all had COVID. So I called and told them that. And they said, look, y'all helped us out by buying it. We'll reset it to whenever y'all want. That's nice. So we asked for our anniversary. So that's why. That's nice. Cool. Yeah. Shout out to the World War II Museum. Yeah, it's great. So, are, are we counting that one or not? The Beyond Albany? I mean, it's not a feature length film, yeah. so I guess we wouldn't, but. Okay. All right, what's next? 2010, he starred in um, Super. Well, he didn't star. Rain Wilson was the star. It was a James Gunn movie with Rain Wilson and Elliot Page and I Liv Tyler. S- I never saw it. No. I, I want to say I might have seen it. I didn't think it was very good, but it's kind of a cult thing. Um. But I don't really remember a whole lot. Do you want to give it an L, or do you want to just leave it, leave it off? I don't remember a whole lot about it. You want to think about it for a minute? I'll do a little ASMR for everybody. Mm. Oh, let's just skip it. Okay. I, I don't remember too much about it. I just remember not really digging it, but mm, I don't know. Really. Sweet chili Doritos. All right, one to ten. <laughs> 2011, I think we could talk about two films from 2011. The first one, he played Sebastian Shaw in X-Men First Class. Big W for me. Big w. I forgot about I this film. I love this film. And his performance is really good. As like the, the Nazi, the Nazi scientist. Yeah. That, oh, man, that's a good one. I forgot about that. And the, his, his death scene with the, with the coin, that was haunting. Um, also in 20... So, yeah, I think that's all Ws for X-Men. Oh, yeah, definitely. 2011, he also played... David Langenheim and Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, that's a good movie. I, I, I really like that. Wait, it's a really good movie. Crazy Stupid Love is a really good movie. With Steve, Steve Carell and Ryan Kevin Godwin. Bacon's in that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one that his wife has an affair with. Oh, that's right. Because how could you not? It's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I couldn't really be mad at her. No, I'd be mad at her if she didn't sleep with him. <laughs> you had a chance to sleep with Kevin Bacon and you didn't. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> how dog. could you? <laughs> You really let me down. <laughs> All right, so now we'll go to oh, 2013. He played Hayes in R.I.P.D. Am I the only one that saw this movie? It's terrible. What? Who's in that besides him? Jeff Bridges. Oh, that movie's a piece of shit. I saw some of that. It's like a Men in Black thing, but with dead yes, people. Yes, it's terrible. And he's the villain in it, but it's it's not a good. And you want to know why it's terrible? Spoiler alert! Guess who's in it? Well, I thought he was Jeff Bridges. Don't! How dare you! No, I thought it was just a no. No, we know. Movie. Say it. Say it. Ryan Reynolds yes, plays the same you parts go. he always does, and that's why it sucked. I don't think that's the reason. It's He's sucked. terrible. He got lucky with Deadpool. <laughs> okay. Apparently, he got lucky. 
The proposal is delightful. That is all I have to say about that. I disagree. Moving on. You should see Smoke and Aces. He's good in that. That is a good movie. Um, all right, oh, so what was the one when he's in the... In oh, Barry. Yeah, lock, him, de- lock him in a maybe. box. It's the only way he can be any good. Definitely maybe. That's another good one. That's right. We should do a Ryan Reynolds one. No! We'll wait until next time Ryan's not on the And That's fine. And he voiced Turbo the Snail. No. Nobody cares about that guy. All right, so 2015, he started a movie I just saw two days ago called Cop Car. He played Sheriff Kretzker. Well, you're the only one. I never saw it. I love this movie. It's um, it's a little indie movie. Um, the, the only reason I had ever heard of it was uh, it was uh, written and directed by John Watts, and apparently he did this, and then when Kevin Feige saw it, they offered him Spider-Man. I was about to say, that name sounds familiar. So um, it's just a very simple movie. There's only like... Maybe four act, four or five actors in it. Um, these two kids have run away from home, and they uncover this um, cop car just kind of out in this field, and they decide they want to go for a joyride. And it belongs to the sheriff that's played by Kevin Bacon. And let's just say he's not the nicest of sheriffs. So it's a darker version of the hangover scene when they steal a cop, cop car. Well, I mean, they find a guy in the trunk. Oh, and, Jesus. Um, there, it's it's one of these movies where there's no good guys in it. Um I mean, I guess uh, you could kind of say Cameron Mannheim. She's kind of a, a good Samaritan in it, but it's 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 a it's a very dark comedy. Like there's when the kids start going through and find, finding like the AR-15 in the back seat. There's a scene where one of them's like, "Oh, I'm gonna put the bulletproof vest on. You shoot me." And they're like trying to figure out how to work the guns and stuff. And it's it, it, it's very you'll, you'll squirm when you watch it, but it's very good. And Kevin Bacon in particular is very good so, in this movie. So oh, I give it a W. Yeah. So the fact that you just mentioned dark comedy made me think, because remember on our couple episodes ago, we were talking about what movies came out this year that we should put in the Oscars. I care a lot. Deserved Oscar nominations. Yeah. Oh, is that the Netflix one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. So, so also that year, that's when the show came out, the following that he played. Oh, it was that year? Ryan oh, okay. Hardy. It, it, it was... 20, okay, 2013 to 2015. That started very good. About, season one was fantastic, and I kind of lost interest halfway through season two, and yeah. I know it went to season three, didn't it? Yeah, I don't think we watched season three. I think we finished season two, but we were just like, this is kind of stupid now. But yeah, we don't mention TV, but he was on that for 45 episodes. It's I, worth checking out, because I think years. some people might be interested in it if yeah. they ever were to go stumble across, across that. Because the guy who was the villain was, um, what's his name, the one that he's in Rome, the one who played... Um, was he Julius Caesar? No, he was... No, no, no. He's the one who played Mark Antony. Mark Antony. Um, James Purifoy? James Purifoy. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. So, 2015, he played FBI agent Charles McGuire in Black Mass with Johnny Depp. Oh, that was not a good movie. With Yeah, that or, movie left something to be desired. That's going to be a <laughs> He was no. fine in it, but yeah. I mean, good. that was Benedict Cumberbatch and Joel Edgerton. That was... Whitey, about Whitey Bulger. It, it was not good. It's one of those movies where I remember watching it just thinking, I, want this to I was so upset. Like It, it made me sad because everyone in it I love. Yeah. And it and just... I, I had already watched the documentary about Whitey Bulger, and it was like everything I already knew from the documentary. And it was like, right. And, but the documentary was somehow better. Yeah. Don't you hate that? Yeah. And yeah. it was also like, I remember we were so excited because when we saw what it was about and the trailer was really good and the cast, everybody was so talented. And, and like when they showed Johnny Depp, it's like, wow, he looks perfect. I right. actually thought he looked kind of weird. Well, because no, he had those blue eyes. But that's what that's what Whitey Bulger looked like. But I mean, his for some reason I don't know if it's just because it was Johnny Depp. The eyes thing just was weird for me. It, it threw me off. That was a disappointment. I got to give it a no. So we're gonna give yeah, it a no. All right, all right. Twenty sixteen, he did a horror movie called The Darkness. Any, anyone catch that, that one? Sounds familiar. Is that that's not remember the band? 
What's my family uh, un- unknowingly awakens an ancient Murphy supernatural entity in the Grand Canyon? Oh, no, I never saw the it. The Murphy Brothers, then. Oh, okay. No. Brother Darkness. All right, so Rodham Mitchell's in it with him? I never saw it. Well, oh, Rodham Mitchell. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll after this, we'll start probably start watching all these bacon yeah. movies. We'll, all right, 2016, he was Special Agent Richard uh, Dolores in Patriot's Day, a movie about the Boston Oh, that was a, that's a win. That's a good movie. Good old Peter Berg. Yeah. And his Ma- Mark Wahlberg. Pete Berg, dude. Pete Berg and Wahlberg. It's funny because Kevin Bacon, he does a lot of movies. Now I'm looking at this. He does a lot of movies set in Boston. And he's from Philly. Yeah. Um, this is just sort of strange. In 2016, he played himself in a, something just called Britney Spears Catches Kevin Bacon Dancing. I don't know. Is that a movie? It says, it says short film. So. Nah, I don't know what that is. All right. Uh, he also did a TV series called I Love Dick, where he played Dick. I mean. All right. There's so many comments in my yeah. head right now. <laughs> Man, he does. A, he's starting to do a lot of TV stuff now. I, I did. There is a movie he did like, like like a year or so ago. I saw it was a horror. Oh, film. He, 2020. He played Theo, and you should have left. Yeah, that was the movie was okay. It was, um, with uh, what's her name from um, Amanda uh, Seyfried. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked it. It wasn't. I was expecting Stir of Echoes because it was very similar in tone, but. Um, it's another one of those performances where Kevin Bacon's just so likable. I mean, I just I really liked him in the it's movie. It's a winner or it's a draw? I'd probably go draw. And that brings up right now, he currently has a TV show on Showtime called City on a Hill. Where Which he I'm play, hearing good things about. He plays a... Well, I, I tried to watch the pilot, but it was... Um, it's in Boston, and it's a lot of corrupt cops, so every other word was the F word, and Felicity was home, so I couldn't finish watching the pilot. But it's still on. I think it's been on a couple of seasons. I gotta say, I thought we'd have more of his films to go through. That was short. Yeah. But, I mean, look at the quality. That It's sort of like he picks his project. Yeah, look right? at the overwhelming... What's this record, Murph? This is 24 to 4 to 3. Wow. So that is 2443 at 731. He's pretty close to the best. Uh, Brad Pitt when we did our win loss for him, he was 28 6 and 2. He is 77% win. Wow. That's better than Brad Pitt. I think. Brad Pitt is For the Nicholas Okay, I was just I was, I was looking at our, our win loss record for Nicolas Cage, and I was having a hard time understanding what I did. Like, was I drunk when I typed this in? And I forgot that we did the whole thing where we weren't we didn't see the movie because Nicolas Cage's record is thirty five, six, two, and thirty three. <laughs> so I guess it was thirty three of the films we hadn't seen at the time, which we probably improved upon since. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt and Kevin Bacon have virtually dead heat as far as the percentage goes. I, I guess they were both in sleepers. Honestly, I I did not think I thought Kevin Bacon had been in a lot more movies than that. Well, I mean, it's not that he hasn't been. All, we just uh, we haven't seen a lot of those movies. No, there no, was a, there, was like, a, there was a bunch of them we hadn't seen. Well, I mean, when you when we talk about when we did the Cage episode, there were so many Cage movies we haven't seen. There was a few for Kevin Bacon, but not that many. Yeah. Well, I mean, now he's doing a lot of TV now too. Yeah. Because I mean, the following show that was on for years. It was on for a few years, yeah. So Kevin Bacon, what a guy. Yeah, you need to come hang out with us. You know, Kira Sedgwick, you're a lucky lady. That's all we're saying. 
bring yeah. your guitar come hang out with us yeah we won't yell at your uh, your brother doing his cello solo no <laughs> never will alright guys that's going to do it for us this week uh, another fun one remember there are many places you can find us Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Anchor Podcasts a host of other platforms please listen to us on our website as well so, so real every quick, time you do yes. before we go away pick one Kevin Bacon movie that people need to see well I was Star Trek Echoes okay well pick something besides what Glenn just said Greg you copycat Sleepers Sleepers I'm, I'm, I'm gonna actually say Cop Car too really I, I it, it's a small movie but it's um, I, I had a good time and it's it's on Netflix right now and it's I, I wanna say it's not even 90 minutes okay Greg which one would you pick of all the Kevin Bacon films I'm gonna say at this point if you haven't seen A Few Good Men that's one that I can go back to repeatedly mm-hmm. I would I would probably go with Tremors as a Kevin Bacon film if you haven't seen it that's a that's a quintessential Bacon movie. that's your homework and honestly if um, some younger people are watching this some of it like his his, his two first movies Footloose yeah well his first the, Animal, the three House. First, Animal House Friday the Thirteenth and Footloose. I mean, I would say more Footloose because he's featured more, and you can see his. He can dance like a son of a bitch. And for anybody that wants to wants to watch Sleepers, it is kind of a long movie. But when you watch it, especially if you're watching the beginning of it, it's very heavy. The beginning part is definitely very heavy. Get through the beginning. But it's it's like you're watching two separate movies. That's true. And it's the first movie is basically the tragedy, and the second half is the the revenge. It's kind of like Law and Order. Yeah, but better. <laughs> See, the thing is, Greg, the first half's the law. Oh, I remember. Okay. Right. Well, so it's just, so first it's the tragedy, of, and then you get the revenge. Yep. So it's basically Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> We've All come right. a long way to share this dream with you, folks. <laughs> yeah. And if you get a chance, check out his music for yeah, Soko. Yeah, you spend the ten. Bacon Brothers. Spend, Bacon Brothers. Spend ten years in Mexico. I really love ten watch years in Mexico. come and watch them go. I mean, listen to the music and just imagine, like, this stuff came out in the late 90s, and now we were, what, in 2021? 20, 21. 21, and that that really is the sound in A Star is Born that, yeah. that they come up with. Ten years in Mexico definitely sounds like something that he would sing. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Watch them come and watch them go. That, that really does sound like <laughs> yeah. that music. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Kevin Bacon, you might want to talk to Bradley Cooper. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he did. What's, what's no, the bacon I, number between Bradley Cooper and Kevin Bacon? Wait, wait, what? What's the bacon number? The the uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon for Bradley between Cooper? Between Bradley Cooper? I, I could think of a really quick one. But. He was in... Well, okay. I, I went the short route because of, you can't count directing, right? No. Okay, because I was going to go Eastwood, which, uh, Mystic River. Uh, okay. But that's directing. Limitless. Okay. With Robert De Niro. Oh, well, And Sleepers. I was going to go Silver Linings Playbook with Jennifer Lawrence and X-Men. Oh, you know, Robert De Niro is also in Silver Linings. That's, uh, that's true. Jesus. Man, that man's everywhere. <laughs> <It's> everywhere. <laughs> hey, if you guys know of an actor who does not connect to Kevin Bacon, please comment I mean, and let us know. you probably have to go to, like, Roberto Benigni or something. Like. <laughs> I use a bottle <laughs> You can't use foreign actors. <laughs> he won an Oscar in America. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. All right. Well, this has been Greg. Ryan. Glenn. And John. We will see you next week.